Yo, welcome. Uh, I just want to welcome my boy Randy. Yo. Randy Brinson, rated R. Yes, sir. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? What's going on? And then who who is this? We're here with the young prince, Jaden Brinson. Hello. Uh, let's go. Big J. Yeah. Mr. Muay Thai. In what else? House. What else do you do? Um, I do basketball, Muay Thai. You know, I'm retired from football. Yeah. So. Oh, you retired? Yeah. So Muay Thai, basketball. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite right now? Right now? I think Muay Thai is probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just like hitting stuff. How you retire from football at like 12 <laughs> years old, though? That was like a short career. <laughs> oh, he just decided. He just decided. He must have made a lot of money that quick. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Cashing out. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, they say football, that, that, that career is a short span, so, yeah, you know. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys being here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's Thank go. you for having us, man. We yes, appreciate sir. it. You ready, Chris? You ready, Ben? Let's get it. Man, let's get it, man. Welcome to the Follow Then Lead podcast. Follow Then Lead, though. I love that slogan, though. Bro. Oh, yeah? I Appreciate did. it, bro. I mean, that's the point. So the point is really like um, like you, we can't ever lead somebody until we follow. Like you didn't, you didn't know how to be a man. You had to follow, then learn to then do it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Now you're guiding somebody to do it. Facts. That's the cycle. So we, ha- we all have to follow somebody to learn how to then lead somebody. And so I think for me in my life, I was trying to skip steps. I thought I knew everything because I was thrust into manhood at 15. I was told I'm the man of the house. Mm-hmm. So I have no guide now. So then when people, as I got older, trying to tell me, I'm like, nah, I'm the man. Yeah, yeah. I ain't trying to hear that. Right, right. You <laughs> right? had your own little script already. Yeah, and I didn't know what the script was. <laughs> <laughs> Wet behind the ears. Yo, gone. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. So. Now that I'm, you know, learning, I'm getting older, I realize that a lot of us have gone through that and Absolutely. are still going through it. Absolutely. You had to make a way, though. So, you know, shout out to you for doing that. Bro. You know, it's just, it's a learning experience no matter how far we go. Yes, sir. You know? It's that life. It's the life of, um, it's all learning experience. Yeah. I talk to men that are like, you know, getting to retirement. It's a transition for them. So they're learning. So we're always going to be in a state of learning and changes and growing. So Big time. Yeah. Big time. Well, I appreciate it, man. Tell me about yourself, bro. Who are you? Oh, man. Who am I? All right, we'll, we'll start with the who am I, the segment, segment, who am I? Who am I? Without your, outside of your accomplishments, who are you? Outside of my accomplishments, um, I'm a father first and foremost. Yeah. You know, um, I, I like to think that um, I'm a product of my environment. I feel like... Um, I am, you know, what my family made me. Um, so when I when I talk about my environment, I don't necessarily mean the streets. I just mean the people I surround my circle with, you know, my close ones, my close friends, my loved ones, family members, Ken foe, you know, I'm, I'm a product of them. Um, and that's that's something that I firmly believe in. And I believe I'm a great person. I feel like I got a lot to love. I got a lot to learn. And I'm still, you know, working on all those things. But first and foremost, I'm a product of my environment. That's, That's what's who up, I am. Bro. That's what's up. I like to hear it. Jay, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Who are you right now at, what, 12? Yeah. Oh, man, 12. Who are you? Uh, right don't, look, don't look at me. <laughs> right now, um, I'm a growing teen. Uh, I know I got a lot to learn and a lot of mistakes that are going to happen. And I know I got to change some things. So, uh, I really don't know how to answer that question. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you. That's the truth. That's right all there, right. Though. That's all right. But that's the best answer you could give because you're still learning. Yeah. You know, you're still growing. Right. I appreciate you answering the truth. Yeah. So, all right. So, what made Randy? You just said your family. Yeah, man. I'm a big family guy. You know, um, growing up in a house. Two parents, you know, my father was there for me since I was a baby. My mother was there for me since I was a baby. So I feel like watching their family dynamics is what made me today Um, through the bad and the good, you know, because it wasn't all peaches and cream, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I I like to take a lot of my traits from my father because he was so persistent, so dominant, so well-structured. I ain't like majority of it Mm -hmm. but it was it was it was real it was it was fatherhood and and it was things that i could never buy from anybody 
um, and I wouldn't trade that from the world. So I like to think that he made me into a man of solidarity, somebody, you know, who has strong structures, great principles that I live by, that I try to preach to my son who's here with us now. Um, I like to think that um, I'm a lover also, you know, more than I am a fighter. Um, I put my heart into everything I do. I don't wear my heart on my sleeve, you know. I mean, I'm a cancer by nature, you know, so we emotional people no matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I got a big heart, man, and, and I feel like if I'm going to do something, I got to love to do it. And and that just makes it so much more real for me. So. That's what's up, bro. Yeah. What what are the, some of the things that, and you mentioned your father <clears throat> was really structured. So, like, what are some of the things that you learned, like, outside of that, like, from about manhood from your father you know my my father taught me like real small principles that that are major to me in life right now like just as far as like completing the task you know if there's something i gotta do you gotta make sure it's done right don't just do it any kind of way just because you want to get to the end goal like that there's no short recipe for success with him you, you got to finish it the proper way. And if it's not proper, we're going to restart. And we're not going to get to step four if we don't do step one, two, and three. Yeah. You know, like a lot of times we watch social media, we see TV, and we're like instant gratification. How can I get there as fast as I can? But my father showed me, like, you got to take the roads to cross to that street before you could get to that highway. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go on those roads, then you're not going to be in the right position or you're not going to be structurally solid by the time you get to that highway Mm -hmm. so i i I think that's one of the biggest things about him that he taught me is like if you're going to do something right son just just do it right the first time so that way you don't have to repeat yourself and Mm -hmm. don't short yourself in life either you know i i grew up trying to save money and and and, you know trying to do things and and be like all right i'm gonna just i'm gonna get 30 of this when i really know i need 40 and then two days later, I got to go back and get 10 more. And he just looks at me like, well, you should have just got the 40 the first time when you know you needed it. So mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Like, I'm still doing that <laughs> now. But I think about these principles he taught me. Yeah. Like, you know what? That's what my father would say. Exactly what he would say, you know? So to this day, living <laughs> testament of it. And I'm grateful for that. That's what's up. Um, what, what would you say? Uh, I say outside of your father, the three most infamous probably three most influential people in your life that have helped you to become you who you are. Wow. That's great. Um, if I had to say that outside of my father, um, I would think of uh, this lady named uh, Samantha Sad. She, you know, passed away. God rest her soul. This lady was like a legend, man. And um, I met her as a, as a youth. I was probably about like five years old. I was going there after school for like a daycare or after school program or whatever. And because of her, I got to experience life outside of the developments that we were living in. Like that one small after school program took me on my first hiking experience, my first skiing, snowboarding experience. The first time I ever went fishing or the first time I ever went camping. First time I ever did like, you know, pottery and, and, and gardening and, and just natures and, you know, like Boy Scouts, like she she brought me into a life that not to say that my parents couldn't but you know they were working two or three jobs at the time so at a young age i was able to experience a lot of things that we should all have you know some sort of taste whether we like it or not it should be fed to us mm-hmm. so we can see that there's different things in the world so big shout out to sam man she she helped me out a lot clap for sam jada clap one time for sam <laughs> she's a living legend well she she's that she passed away god rest her soul um, so that's one person. If I had to think of another person, um, I would think of uh, the chief court officer, Kevin Thomas. I think you might know Kevin Thomas. Maybe by face. Probably by face. A okay. lot of a lot of the Ken folks know him. You know, he's he's big around the city. Yeah. Chief court officer for the you know uh, probate family courts. Right. He's the man. Oh, he's the man. Yeah. Okay. He's the man. That brother right there. He he got a few of his uh I think a few of his sons went to Morning Star as well. Oh yeah? Um yeah, he's he you know lived in Mattapan, but um he saved me. 
at a at a at a crossroads in life where you know it was it was you know basically like the, the devil or God for me, and um, I was I was I was I was going down that down spiral, you know that that st- staring down that barrel, and it was looking real ugly for me, and um, he recognized me from a, a grocery store that I worked at at the time, Stop and Shop. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Don't I know you, young fella? This is a time when I was." It was bad for me. I was behind the cages, and he was like, "Let me, let me ask you a question. Like, why are you here?" And I really didn't have an answer for him, you know. Like, and he he just felt in my heart, you know. He made this connection with me. Like, I know you're in a wrong place. I know you don't belong here. Let me help you. And and he lended his hand, stuck his neck out for me, and I never looked back. And that was the turning point in my life where I started becoming a better man, a mature adult. And I made like just 180 decisions on how I wanted to progress, man. So if it wasn't for, for Kevin, things would be a lot different right now. So yeah. shout out to that man for sure. Man. That's so clap it up. Definitely, <laughs> Definitely, man. He was a good dude. Still a good dude. Three. Three. Oh, man. <clears throat> if I had to think of a third person, whew, outside of my father. I would have to say it would be, you know, my greatest creation. And, and that would have to be life for my son. Yeah. Um, I think that's the greatest, you know, responsibility anybody could have is taking care of a child. And growing life is the greatest gift we all can have. Yeah. So um, if it wasn't for Jaden, you know, I probably wouldn't have the job that I have. That's for sure. You wouldn't be driven to do what you're doing. I wouldn't be motivated at all. Um, when he was spit out like a young booger, <laughs> it was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. You know, these little nicks and tricks wasn't making it for me. You know, I realized I didn't have a, 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 a complete family circle, but I knew as a man from what my father had taught me, there's a right way to do this. Mm. And I got to get it done. It, at least he going to be straight. Even if I'm not, my kid's going to be straight. And that was another big turning point in life for me where I had to know I, you know, get financially straight, get financially stable. And that's when I joined the EMT class and I was like, took off from there. So shout, you the shout out to Jaden. Shout out to the young boy. <laughs> shout out to Jaden. Everybody can't see right now, but when I asked him who was third one, he's sitting there like pointing at himself like me. What you mean? This is without a question. Without a question. <laughs> without a question. He Biggest inspiration. Yeah, he knows it. You know, I strive for the best so that way he can be better than me. So, But that should probably make him feel good to know that, you know? I think <clears throat> what you were saying about, like, the, like, what was instilled in you, then once you created something, it, like, comes out of you. Yeah, man. Like, you don't even know when it's going to come. It just comes out oh, of you. Oh, I didn't know I had it in me. Yeah. I mean, my pops didn't know he ha- I had it in me either. <laughs> like, pops was like, my man's doing his thing. You know, no shade to the man, but, like, I, I was I was a delinquent, so he doubted me, you know? Oh, like, he, you. he never he never gave up on me in life, but he just looked at me as, like, everything I taught you, you're just doing the opposite. You know, I just, I was running around being a menace, just doing things that I didn't have to do. I, I chose to make bad decisions. I chose to hang out with the wrong people. And one bad decision led to another bad decision. The minute I had my son, it was like, it, it was like a light switch. It just flicked on. And he was like, you're a different person. And I'm like, well, I'm you. And he's like, you know, yeah. You know, heard it all, you know, seen it all. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. You know, you, you just getting started. You know, you and Pampas yeah. walking I'm around. I'm 40 years like, in this You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this. I done told you several times. And if he could hear me now, everything that I say to this young man to the left of me is everything that my father's ever said to me. So yeah. I just elevated a little bit more because we got these millennials out here. Now, so. <laughs> a little, you know, yeah. little Drake. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, it's yeah. funny, I remember, so for me, I remember when, you know, I was wilding, you know, for a while, long time, caught in my feelings, just lost, but I was dealing with this girl uh, for a while, we're just kicking it, and she told me, oh, you know, you know, it might be happening. Yeah. I'm like, for real? I don't know, I, 
I haven't had my, you know, situation yet, you know, mm. at this time. I'm like, uh. But then, like, a few weeks later, I was like, are you serious? You know, you still having things. You, you was um, young then? I was probably 26, 27. Yeah, you was. Still young, yeah. yeah. But so what happened is, it's like a month later, still nothing, you know. Mm. Didn't get the test yet. Mm. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do in the event that this is real? True. It, bro, I'm tell- it was a switch. It was like, all right, well, I'm about to move out the crib and live with you. Okay. I'm about to get a second job. Like, I was on it. Like, I had it all planned out. Yeah. We. Oh, I know she was worried that she didn't want to co-parent, whatever. I'm like, no, we good. We going to work it out. Yeah. I'm like, because our only problem is that I didn't commit. So, I didn't have nothing to worry about there. So, anyway, so I was ready. You, you, you might not have no choice. I know. You know, yeah. I mean, you ultimately do, you but do, like, but, you know. Yeah. We don't want to deal with certain things. Nah, right. So right. anyway, I'm uh, you don't like commit a, to something, whether it be that or something you don't want. Yeah, so. the court situation. Exactly. So, I get a call like, like a, a couple weeks after that. I'm like emotionally preparing myself to change. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, must have been a miscarriage or something. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, I got my period. I was disappointed, bro. Wow, cause like emotionally, oh I had, yeah, yeah, I had accepted that I was about oh, to be yeah. a father, so yeah. my I just changed. You prepared yourself. Yeah, I prepared myself. I was right. I was ready. I was about to start right. doing Ubers or second find a second job. Yeah, I was just about to take life serious. I'm sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> Damn. I'm not though. I'm not because I don't think emotionally. Maybe I would have stepped up, you know, and got over certain. You would have tried. I would have tried. Definitely. But I think emotionally. I wouldn't have been because I hadn't get it, gotten over certain things of my childhood, you know. Sure, sure. The certain anger and pain, sure. You know, and the way I treated people probably wouldn't have manifested a solid life. You get what I'm saying? It, it ain't perfect though, yeah. you know. Like that's that's things that I live by now. Like it's, I, I find struggles and everyday battles in my life every day that I can't tell my son about, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to help him battle similar things but i'm like he don't even know i gotta have i I got these same issues that i'm working out on you know i I don't tell him everything because he's a child but like it's not a perfect world and you know for us to say like we'll we'll be 100 ready for that situation is impossible Mm -hmm. we just got to work through it as best as we can and if you got a great partner Everything else is, you know, is going to work itself out, man. You believe in God, work with each other. Everything will work itself out. It just, we just can't prepare for it. Even if you try to. Honeymoon, yeah. engagement, all that. Go to Hawaii, bang. Baby on the way. <laughs> it's like. The world's different. You don't know the real struggles until you actually deal with something like that in front of you. And you're like, wow, I actually don't know how to finagle through this. How do I finesse this? When I didn't have, like, you know, even I had a great father. That there's some things between me and my dad that we never discussed mm-hmm. that I have to now deal with my son. And it's like, how do I talk to him about this? Or how do I express to him how I'm feeling so that way he can kind of take it easy on me? Mm-hmm. Because he ain't the only one. Like, we, we living together. You know what I'm saying? And as they get older, they become responsible little adults and adolescents. And, and, and they got to help us, too, mm-hmm. just as much as we helping them. That's the way I look at it. So what would you say? <clears throat> All right, before I ask you that question, because I don't want to influence his answer, you know? So I'm going to ask him first. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Jay, I asked you who you are before. So what do you think uh, manhood is? What is manhood to you? Um, to me? Uh, it's just like, parenting pretty much like I don't know how to explain it but like the things the little things like my dad does like like tells me to do things over and over again if I did it the wrong way or if the like I'm washing dishes and there's like a little bit of grease on it he tells me to rewash it (laughs) like it's just little things like that Mm -hmm. that I think that's what it is so you're saying like to do it till you get it done right yeah yeah I remember my nephew came to my house. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question in a second. Mm-hmm. My nephew comes in my house. I just moved in the apartment, so he's like, yeah, uncle, 
I'm gonna live with you. You know Zay, right? Yeah, yeah you know Zay. Zay. I'm gonna come live with you. I was like, oh, you think it's, you think this is gonna be a fun time to come and live with Uncle, don't you? Oh, okay. He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> my man. Wait for it. Yo, he came to the house. I was like, all right, you, you know, you got responsibilities. He knows that all the time you come here. Right. Ain't, you ain't just sitting there playing a the game all day. You're taking care of the dog, and you're going to clean up the dishes. That's it. Don't don't half the dishes. Get it done right. And if and I tell you, if you get don't do the dishes right, there's grease, there's dirt on these dishes. Yeah. You're doing all of them over. Facts. All of you're them. You're doing them all. All of them. You know what? No question. Why not? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> Come on, if you because you if I can't trust that any of those are done right, Big and I'm not about to check them Big all. So facts. you go, you did one wrong, do them all over. Do them all over. You gotta learn the right way. You don't do it right, you're gonna keep doing it. Right. So then there was a, a time I was like, all right, you, you let me show you then. If you don't know how to do this, I don't know if you were taught right. So let let me show you. Okay. I sat there, washed every single dish in front of them, but I had him explain to me how I'm cleaning the dishes. Okay. So I'm like, all right, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I doing it this way? Yeah. Showing them, okay, why did I do it this way? Right. How did I put the dish on the on the thing? Yeah. Okay. N- now wash all those again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. You wasn't playing because you though. don't. I don't want. I don't want you to keep needing me to do this for you. Right. So you're gonna realize that it's hard. Right. So then the only way for it not to be hard is just do it just the right do way. It right. Just do it. That's right. it. You're so not next gonna, time you're not he did like the dishes With you coming down his neck You're not gonna like that You're not gonna like that So to make both of our lives easier Make both of our lives easier Cause I tell you Like All The little things I ask you to do yeah. And you could probably say, say the same The little things I ask you to do Is for both of us to work well together Correct Right And if you don't do the little things Those little things then become More of a burden for you And me mm-hmm. Than necessary mm-hmm. Cause anything after that Is you can do what you need to do. Right. Have fun. Right. Play the game. Chill out. Right. The little things I need you to do is for your benefit and mine. It's simple. It's simple. That's all it is. Because I'm worrying about a million things. I agree with you 100% on that, bro. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So it's, you know, it's just those lessons, the hard ones, yeah. like your father showed you. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's every day, too. It's, yeah, it's, it's every, every day. day. Like, we, we go through this every day. Every day. But I, I agree with you 100% on that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. If I never thought I was ready to be a father, I think maybe that weekend might have showed me. <laughs> yes, sir. Like, man, I'm not playing. You better take those little lessons as you can and be like, listen, this is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's different, too, than, like, the molding from early on yeah. every day to then when they get to a certain age. Right, right. It's the rebellious area. But of course. Of you course. work through that stuff. We've been through it. So you answered... What is a man to you? So, did I ask you what is man? <laughs> now, what? So, what is manhood to you? <clears throat> Meaning, like being a man, or yeah, like what defines a man? What define? I think what what defines a man is uh, is is someone who takes care of his responsibilities first and foremost, um, and sacrifices everything to have nothing for himself. Um, I think that's what a man is. I think a man will do everything for his family or or his kinfolk or his loved ones or his close, you know, friend. And and somebody who's just all around solid, you know, who doesn't look for doesn't look for a clap, you know, or a pat on the back. He just does it because he knows it's the right thing to do. Um I, I think it takes a real man to do a lot of things like that. That's that's like my my cap on it. I'm with you. I, 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 I think of it like um, like the Lion King. You know, like Mufasa trained Simba to be the man. Yeah, yeah, he did. To do to take care of the kingdom. Right. Mufasa dies, you know, he gets, he goes off with his boys, Simone and Pumbaa. Yep. Them niggas is like, no, nah, responsibilities? <laughs> mm. For what? Hakuna Matata, bro. Yeah, like we, we, we can li- just we hang out. We just live and party and have thing. all the fun. Yeah. Nala comes like, bro. What are you doing? We Real need woman. you. Huh? Real woman. Real. We need you. Yeah. You was trained for this. Like you supposed to be taking care of us. Yeah. And it's wild over here. Yeah. S- step up. He's like, <laughs> what you talking about? 
My boy, we hanging out. Yeah, we good. I'm down here in the A. Yeah. It in, like, doing up. my day. What you talking about? I'll get back to you later. Mm-hmm. But That's then the memories. And he tried part-time. He did. You can't, you can't do that part-time, though. But I think once that reminder gets you, yeah. it's never. You'll, it'll never be the same to party anymore. Right, right. Because you realize that what you was trained for. Yeah. You know. As a man, you don't you don't really get days off either. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't get you know like real you know post pregnancy FMLA. We we don't get a lot of the things that you know women get. You know, like I know we get Father's Day, and it's not compared to what Mother's Day is. And, and that's no disrespect to women. It's just I've accepted the fact that I have no days off as a man. Mm-hmm. I may get some days off from work. I might get, take a couple of days off from the gym, but I got to be a man every single day from the minute I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. And that's a huge responsibility, especially to be as a black man, you mm-hmm. know, at that. And, and these days and there is you got to be super strong, almost like an Avenger to be a black man out here. You know, shout out to the Black Panther, mm-hmm. you know, the late great. And the black Captain America. And black Captain America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like we got changing times, man. But mm-hmm. you. Being a man is a 24-7 job, man. You don't never get a break from that. You know, it's not something I'm running from. It's just something that I'm embracing. Mm-hmm. So, it's yeah. tough, though. It ain't easy. I, I can tell you that. It ain't easy. You know. Yeah. I'm learning it. You know. Stepping into it. It's not easy. Like, being a, being his father is different from me being a man in some ways. Because mm-hmm. I'm a different person when I'm around other men and I have to give him some of that in increments I can't give him the full 100% you know adult like this it's, it's just levels to how I, I I gotta help my son grow through things mm-hmm. um, I like to look at it as like chess it's like you know ultimately as a man we want to be the lion you know we're the king you know and, and that's why we got our queen it was you know named that for a reason back in the Roman days mm-hmm. So I like to look at the kids as like our pawns. They go all over the place any way they want at a slow pace. And they quick to get capsized, get knocked down <laughs> all the time. But the king and the queen are always there. They're, they're, they're always at the top of the throne. You know, and there's plenty of pieces in this chess game that move around a lot. But the king and the queen, they usually stay home. They usually stay in the same place. They only come out to save their kids. They only come out to protect their family. They only come out when it's necessary. So I'm trying to get to a level where I raise him to come up from that pawn stage to be the next stage on this chess piece. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to get somewhere far where maybe you could be the horse, you know, maybe you could be the knight, you know, but you got to learn what it's like to be in your stage first. You can't, like my pops taught me, you can't jump to stage four if you had stage one still. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's it's tough, man, being a man, but it's it's a twenty four seven job. So, and you gotta you gotta protect a lot of things, especially your health, your mental health. That's number one. Number one. That's number one. If I'm not right in the head, I'm not right for nobody else. Yeah. I can't take care of him if I'm not mentally strong. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said with the dishes thing. If I got to tell you four times to do the dishes, that's three other times I done wasted my energy. On telling you one single responsibility, one task, when I could be handling other tasks, mm. that's trying to help us as a whole. You doing the dishes helps me out to prepare dinner. We live in this house together. I take a shit, you take a shit. Why am I the only one cleaning the toilet? Mm-hmm. At a certain age, you're you're responsible enough. You dress yourself. Mm-hmm. You can feed yourself. You got a phone. You can call your friends. You can make plans. You have that intellect. To be able to process your entire day. Well, let's process this kingdom we got here. Mm-hmm. You take your side, I'm going to take my side. And then we flip rows. One day I'm going to do it. Then next time you do it. It all balances itself out. Mm-hmm. We got to help each other out. That's the most important thing. Jay, <clears throat> what would you say um, are some of the biggest things you learned from your father? Um, some of the biggest things I learned from him is uh, I learned a lot you know it's hard to like put it all in one but mainly 
I learned to like be proactive and be responsible for a lot of things um take responsibility for my life and not blame things on others that's important major key <laughs> yeah major key alert major key <laughs> sure so like what is like not blaming others look like uh not blaming others is pretty much like I don't know for like example say someone crashed the car you know and you were like on your phone driving you can't blame them because you were on your phone mm-hmm. or if they were on their phone you could have swerved around you could have went the other way and you still blame them for that mm-hmm. but I feel like taking responsibility is like oh my fault I crashed into you and uh, yeah I think that's that's awesome because there's a lot of adults that don't take responsibility. <laughs> Big time. Every It's everybody else's fault. Big time. Number one, oh, they did this to me. You know, my parents are the reason I'm who I am now. Like, I think every choice you make and every choice we make in life creates who we are, you know. And so f- for us taking responsibility for who we are as men, yeah, like that's number one because we're solely responsible for, for us. No matter where, how we grew up. Yeah, we grew up that way, but we grew up. So now <laughs> we're responsible. Right. That's what's up. I right. appreciate you telling me that. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. Take, taking responsibility is huge, man. I think there was a time where I was, everything was unraveling for me. Everything. My car being out of uh, my plates, being unregistered on the street, getting tickets Roddy every day. Dirty. Dirty. I didn't realize it. Damn. I got ticket. I got a ticket every day. How you not realize you riding dirty? Because I never, I wasn't responsible. Wasn't being responsible. That's it. See, right? I didn't no go. excuse. I just wasn't responsible. There you go. So I wasn't on top of my responsibilities on the car, yeah. life, my finances, nothing. I got in a car accident that year. My car is unregistered. Dang. Then I get... That's the same year, I think, that uh, non-moving violations were uh, put on your license. Mm. So then all of those points from uh, having unregistered plates are now on my my driver's license Got record. you. So you was racking up points. And I'm racking up points yeah. for something that I wasn't even in my car. <laughs> <laughs> right? So now I'm mad at the world. Small thing. But it's being responsible. Right, right. So I, I now have to take driving lessons. I'm mad. Like, I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm not like these, yeah. you know, these hooligans that are yeah. driving crazy. Drivers, yeah. like, you know, I'm looking at these people like they're nothing. Yeah. Not that they're nothing, but I'm. we're not the same. We're not the same. We're not the same. But the class taught me that your attitude is the same. Is the same. I was like, yeah. when, it's, when I, <laughs> I was yeah. like, all I had to hear was that my attitude you is could wrong. Be different. There could be a 40-year-old in that same That's class. It. Yep. Got the same attitude. Drunk drivers, yeah. all this people. Same attitude. Same attitude. That's that I is. was, I was either too good to do the right thing or, or just nonchalant about. Yeah, oh, I didn't care. Thing, yeah, know? it's not important. I'm gonna take a left because I want to take a left. Right, right. Oh, you got a ticket. Here you go. Oh, he's just. I'm mad at the cop now. Right, right, right. No, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. took. A, it said no left. Right. But you want to do what you want to do. Want to do that. So that year, all these things are unraveling. That's crazy. I'm I'm racking up money. I think I had to, and on top of that, I had tickets from like the past couple years. You know, when you drive through the, uh, on the Pike. Easy pass. The easy pass. Racking them up. Didn't pay it. So now I didn't get my plates registered. But then also I got to, I got to renew my license. So I can't renew my license. Because I got all these tickets. Bro. Bro, it was all Damn. within like an eight-month period. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, that was a bad year. It was a bad year. Wow. And, you know, I, I spent like over like $1,500 just on all of this stuff. Wow. To like. You ever had a boot before? A couple. Wow. <laughs> all, probably around the same time. Yeah. Because of the ticket, parking yeah. tickets. Right, right. I come out. Bro, I walked in the store, came right up. Damn, I got a boot. Yo, damn. That <laughs> is one of the worst, fast. most embarrassing things ever. Thank God I ain't never had a boot. Bro, that was tough. that's probably the worst would be your car being told. Like, you walk inside, you come out, your car's gone. Yeah, that's tough. That'd probably be number one. But anyway, that's like, tough. I 
learn that I need to, I'm responsible. Yeah. Like, I can't keep blaming everybody for all these decisions that I'm making. Right. I chose not to pay these parking tickets, the yeah. easy pass, all of that. Now I'm like, yo, I'm on, I got to be on top of everything. Right. I got to know when this and that. So imagine having a lead of family. I didn't have my own life in order. Right. You got to have your life in order, the house in order, schedules, mm. bills, mm. jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your own personal health, your mind, your, yeah. your physical. Yeah, man. It's a lot to manage. You know, I, I feel like that's, like you said, changing that mindset and that attitude will, will help you out a lot in life. Yeah. Um, but having having those people around you, like the family or the kids, it's for me, it's like having somebody who's going to hold me accountable. Where it's like, if I don't do something, or if I don't make the best decision, or if, if I don't fix something, or if, if I'm not responsible, they're going to look at me as like, you know, what are you doing? Like, what you just did affected all of us. And it's a domino effect. So the minute I step out the house, the minute I make a, a, a lifetime decision, the minute I make a financial decision, an educational decision, I look at it as like, is this good for my children? You know, is this good for my home? How is my kid going to look at me when he sees me doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to be embarrassed by this? A lot of things I'm embarrassed by in my life. I can't change that. You know, and I, I teach him about those things to hope that, that he doesn't go through those things. We, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. Told you a lot of things I'm embarrassed about. But, you know, we go through life stages and hopefully I walk through fires that you'll never have to walk through. So hopefully it'll be a lot easier for you than it was for me. Because a lot of those decisions I made on my own. Those are my choices. Yeah, That's being responsible and, and being accountable. You know, yeah. I hold myself accountable. I think about it now. I think that, like, that's exactly why we're here, right? This The transition. Because you're communicating things to him that he's going to remember, you know? So then as he comes of age and starts to live and experience his life, oh, yeah, my father said, you know, and then he's got a choice. You got a choice to make whether you're going to do what one thing or the other. Yeah. You know, yeah. because of how you, how you were brought up. And we all had to go through that. Yeah. yeah. It was like my grandfather told me... <clears throat> He always was like, you know, don't crap where you lay, you know? Yeah. None of that. He's like, well, you, your home is number one. Right. Your job's number one. Right. I think there was like a third one. I forgot. I always forget what the third one is. But it was always like, if anybody was showing me interest around where I live, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Because if it don't work out, I got to walk around on eggshells, tiptoe. Right. Right. You know? Or my landlord, mm-hmm. good. You know? Yeah. People at my job, I'm good. Got to reserve yourself. Yeah, because yeah. there's plenty of other people. I don't want to just disrupt my peace in right. these places. Right. And so those are things that I learned places from Places that you need to be. And you need to be. Yeah, you need like, to be. Number one, he was like, you're home. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't even care about the, the light bill. Mm. You pay your rent. You pay, pay your mortgage. <laughs> if you can't. You have somewhere to stay. Right, right. He's like the lights. We can get a candle, yeah. <laughs> you facts, know, facts. until you got enough money to pay the you bill. Go to sleep when the lights go out. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you don't need the lights to sleep. <laughs> once you got a roof over your head, that's it. Yeah, man. That's small principles like that, man. Especially you know coming from your grandfather. Shout out to him. Yeah, man. He was. That's it, I wish I always had more time with him. That's dope. As I was coming to age, like I was learning a lot. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. That's yeah, dope. I think I've uh, had a lot of the great experiences. But I had to come of age just in my mind. Yeah. So I would say for me at 15, uh, being the man of the house, I was working, taking care of my mom, and my sister. And like I couldn't play sports. I couldn't play football because like I had to either work or play football. I was like, I can do both. My mom was like, no, you got to do one. Mm. I was like, well, I'm not going to leave y'all. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. So I started. I started working. That's a tough decision as a, as a youth, tough. You know? I was mad. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, and there was some things I was doing on the side because I was mad. But you know, that's just part of life. But I still, I was like my responsibilities, making sure my family was good. You know, so with a little bit of money, I was working at Burger King. I was working like five, six days a week. Mm. You know, but I was still crazy. Thing is, I still had money saved. Okay, that's the weird part when I look back. Like I'm not good with my money now, but I was good then. <laughs> well, you because I had responsibilities, yeah, though. You, you wasn't out, you know. But I also wasn't. So, like you said, when you when your son was born, 
it's like you had to step up. Yeah. When I was like that age, I had to step up. I had you no had choice. To. Right. So then responsibility was number one for me. Right, right. Then when I got as an adult, I was like, I don't have responsibility. I'm going to just do what teenagers do. Right. I was in reverse. In reverse. <laughs> I was in reverse. Yeah, you was living through your childhood. Exactly. Right, As right. an adult. So trying to, oh, I got my boys. Like, Ooh, that's all dangerous. This stuff. Yeah. That's dangerous. It's dangerous because you stuck as a kid. Right, right, I was, right. I was talking to Mott. <clears throat> a couple people. He was like, not to talk too long. Right, but shout out to Mott. Shout out to Mott. He was like, I was like, uh, my cousin asked me, my cousin, he lives in Florida. Um, he was like, yo, you feel like you're stuck? He asked me like three years ago. I was like, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm stuck. Like I can't like overcome something. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, basically when, when men go to prison, their development stops when they go into prison. He's like, so when they come out, then they have to overcome the trauma of being in the survival mode. Okay. They got to overcome survival mode. And then they go back to where they were development-wise, where they went in. Wow. Wow. And That's a, like a real time span. Yeah, like, imagine 20 years of 30 years. Yeah, man, that's that's and, detrimental. And then you look at, um, like, as a young adult, teenager, your child, mm-hmm. there's development stages to becoming an adult. Yeah. And, and tra- trauma in any of those areas will kind of clip the development correct yeah and so at 15 i'm an adolescent i'm now a man i lost my adolescence you did yeah so then as when i became an adult i wanted it back and that's just the way the cards was dealt for you. yeah that's just the way they were dealt yeah and so i wanted that back so any reminder of responsibility i didn't want right because i just wanted to be a kid again right right that's crazy yeah it's something you was like almost deprived of not yeah not maliciously it's just yeah, it was just life that's the way life happens yeah. you know that's the way life happens yeah sometimes you get the short end of the stick sometimes you know you get the whole stick and then there's people who who have that adolescence and and they ruin it you mm-hmm. know they end up doing the other things because they just had too much freedom you know yeah, or, yeah. or they had that silver spoon mm-hmm. it's just crazy bro yeah and i think uh it's good to see you progress through that though man yeah, I think I was talking to like mentors recently. It's like, uh, like the only way to progress is that you have to face it, like face yourself, mm-hmm. and you realize that like, yo, I've done a terrible job at this. Yeah, you got to see yourself in the mirror. You like, have yo, to. You dirty. You have to. <laughs> you know, you living in the mud. You right have now. to. And so once you do that, you hear that Jay. Sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and just think about you know the the, the negatives and the positives, and you got to see how that scale is tipping. And usually it's on the negative. If you're looking in the mirror, it's usually on the negative side. And you got to find a way to just tip that scale. And once you start moving in the right direction, everything else will all be a process, man. It'll be so easy. Things just start moving. And it was like soon as I started going through the work for therapy to just overcome it, get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. And that thing's just flowing. Things just start moving. Uh, so, yeah, I thank God for that. Amen. Just within myself, just to be able to overcome stuff. Amen. But all right, so I'll ask you, Jay. We almost done. What? Who do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what do you want to do? Do you have an idea yet? Um. Initially, initially, I wanted to be like my dad and be an EMT. Okay. But you know, I really thought about it, and I love acting. Like, yeah. I just, it's just. It makes me who I am. Okay. So, I uh, I wanted to try acting and go big with it. And if it didn't work, um, I would have already gotten my uh, my law degree, and then okay. I would have been a lawyer. Yeah. A defensive lawyer. Defensive lawyer. Damn, you doing big things? <laughs> Yo, no games. Real school. For real. Real school. Dude, that's a what? Like eight years or something. That's a lot of work. Lawyer. Lost work, law degree, yeah. He don't look like he's shy about it either. He's hey, like, yeah, I'm about to do it. Consistency and determination. You can do whatever you want. Son. You can do anything, bro. Whatever you want. So acting, how? What kind of act? What kind of <clears throat> like acting do you want to do? You want movies? You want to do shows? Do you want to play certain roles? Um, I would probably take anything that would probably come first. Um, and it probably wouldn't matter to me what it is. Like if it's something like important to me or like uh something I don't want to do I I might try it 
but I might not end up doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But it's something that you can add to your resume to say that you've done. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. That's great to hear, bro. I'm excited for you. What's your fallback plan? <laughs> fallback what's plan? your fallback plan? Because as as young adults, we don't we just we think about the one thing that we want to do the most. Yeah. And we'll go through several like goals or several dreams that we want to do. Like when I was young, I wanted to be a rapper, and then I wanted to be an actor, and then I just I wanted to be you know, a, a pilot at one time. And I was like, you know, I actually wanted to join the army at one time. And then I was like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to focus everything on this one thing. But out of all those other things that I ever said I wanted to be, I never considered them as my actual fallback plan. So you, you really got to start considering if, if I put all my money, all my eggs in one basket and it don't work out, what is going to be my next move? Cause Usually your next move is your best move. <laughs> a lot of men that I know didn't make their first move. They made their next move and they're very successful. They're okay with that. It, shoot for, you know, shoot for the skies, chase your dreams, whatever you want to set a goal for, go and achieve it. But just remember, just in case you always got to have a fallback plan. You always. It's like that $20 at the bottom of your wallet. Got to keep that just in case. <laughs> That twenty dollars be coming through, coming through. <laughs> what do you say to that? Um, I think I might have a fallback plan. Okay. Maybe. Um, I was thinking, you know, I might be too lazy to do the eight years. So I was thinking. You already knocking your your, your college off. <laughs> you was already you already thinking you might be too lazy. I would finish college. Yeah. Or um, I would probably, if I didn't, uh, you know, finish college, I would probably choose the best job I can get. Like with that basket thing, I would see what's in the eggs, and I would see what I can grab from those eggs. Yeah. In the basket. You gotta find the best egg. Yeah. All right. I like to hear it. At least you got a plan, bro. I like it. Gotta have a plan. All right. You got any questions for me or for your father? No. No? One question in the world that you would ask exclusively. Nothing's off the list. Anything you want. Anything I want. Anything you want. Doesn't matter. You can't get a no. You won't hear nothing from me. No backlash on the behalf of Uncle Ben. You can ask any question, but it got to be a real question. I'm not talking about nothing funny. Yeah. Something real. You might think it's funny, but I've been waiting like five years to ask this question. Okay. You might think it's funny. Yeah. When can I have the keys to this Jeep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see? said you want the keys to the Jeep. You want the yeah. keys to the, the big Jeep. body. Don't even know how to drive yet. We're already on a road. <laughs> I mean, that's a nice car. I mean, at least he knows. Hey, took a lot of hard, hard, hard work to get to that point. And, it's gonna take uh, some hard work to get it too. You definitely ain't getting them keys. <laughs> <laughs> no time soon, y'all go. You can forget it. I'm, I'm grooming that little Dodge Caliber for you right now. He said, you're going to be 18 with your license. You ain't getting the car. That's it. I, you know what? Real talk, what I told him. You know, he, we was talking about this. We were just driving. He was like, I was like, you know, this is a great car that I'm in. I'm driving a Dodge. 40,000 miles on it. I'm like, you know. That's you, it. it. That's it. Wow. it. It don't look great to you, but this is a very great car that's been well-maintained, low maintenance on it, great tires, low mileage. Like, this will be a perfect car for you as a starter when you get your permit, which is coming up in a couple years. And he's like, uh... I'm thinking more about the Jeep, and I'm like, <laughs> my name ain't Scott, and your name ain't Larry Tom. Like, we don't live in Beverly Hills, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, our neighbors, you know, are Caucasian. You know, the white parents, they hand down real brand new cars to their children as starters. Like, you know, you see the the Allstate commercials or the Subaru commercials, where they're giving their child a brand new car. That's not happening for us. Not in my community. You can forget it. Like, 
I'm not trying to downplay this, but it's just I know the value of a car is less than your life. So if you get something so flashy, so new, so expensive, you're not going to appreciate it as if you would something lesser value because you're going to think that you're more than what you are. And I don't ever want you to believe that a material item is going to make you more special than the way you are as an individual. You don't need nothing. You could be walking in your crispy custom Nikes and be better than somebody in a Jeep or an Alexis or or in a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can go out. I got good credit. I can go sign and get me a Range Rover. You see me driving that? No. I think about it. (laughs) I talk about it. But it ain't happening because I got priorities. You know what I'm saying? So you can have that dream to to say, you know, I want the keys to the Jeep, but just make it your own dream. Not your dad's. <laughs> it's like uh, like what you were saying earlier, uh, like the preparation was your father was saying, like, you can't just jump to four. You got to go right. from one to four. Right. And when you get to four, you then value one through three because you had to go through it all those experiences you've experienced and then you also appreciate where you are more yeah and so that's like the good thing a part of life like when you struggle and go through things like you appreciate your life and appreciate the people around you a little bit more yeah and you value things better you value your money once you struggle right then you oh i have money now let me be responsible with it right and so i think that's what he's saying to you it's like i give you that jeep now but your first, you just always going to think it's what you deserve. Right. What's, without having what's to next? earn it. I got know? a Jeep first time. Now I got to go get me, you know, I got to get the Jaguar next. Yeah. It's like, nah, brother. Yeah. Real life is at the work for it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's also, it's like, you know, they say what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know, I, I, as an adult, I like to look at it as like whatever setbacks I have will only make me better as a man. As a person, because I have to appreciate the setbacks because, you know, we're all we all have a purpose in life. And I'm living through a testament that that was already written. And if I have a setback, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be mad. Like, uh, give you an example. Like, you know, if I'm I'm trying to get a promotion at my job or I'm just trying to get a job. I, I fill out the application 20 times. I go to the interview 20 times. I never get the job. Am I going to stop interviewing? Or is that just a minor setback for me? But if I take that application and fill it out 22 more times and then I finally get the job, you know how much more I'm going to, you know how much better as a man I'm going to feel then knowing how hard I had to work to get there. And there may be somebody who filled that application out one time and got the job. They don't appreciate it the same way you do because they didn't have to get it out the mud. You dig? <laughs> you dig? <laughs> Man, I appreciate you guys being here. I appreciate the time. We appreciate you having us, bro. Thank you, man. Bro, Thank you. It's a, I'm glad that you guys are here to, for the start of something good, man. Hey, I see the progress, man. I'm glad you're doing the thing. Yeah. Follow, then lead. Follow, then Shout lead. out to the brother, Ben. You know, sure. always good-hearted, always doing his thing for sure. Great man in the making. In the making. In the, pro, in the, in the process. Yeah, man. We all are. We all are. We all are. All right. So, on that note... Thank you for listening. See y'all next time on Follow Then Lead Podcast. Thank you, sir. Adios. (laughs) Spanish. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Follow Then Lead Podcast. You can reach us on social media at the email is followthenleadinc at gmail.com, Instagram, Follow Then Lead Podcast, and our Twitter is followthenleadp. Until next time, take it easy. Word.